Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. And welcome to the Good News Show. Happy Easter to you. It is Monday, April 18th. It seemed like the uh, the Lent that never uh, took so long to get started, and then it uh, happened very quickly, at least in my estimation. And now it's Easter. So happy Easter to you. Christ is risen. Hope you had a great weekend, and uh, maybe a long weekend if you had Friday off. A lot of people are off today, you know, Easter Monday, but we are here. And glad to be with you for this good news show. We've got a couple of great segments of guests coming up in about 10 or 15 minutes to talk amongst ourselves at the beginning of the show here. I'm Dave Palmer, along with Cecil Anderson and Diane Xavier. How y'all doing? Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Happy Easter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happy Easter. Hallelujah. I can finally say all these things. Yeah, I know. I know. That's, <laughs> the Catholic uh, Answers tweeted, they were like, ahem, clearing throat. Hallelujah. <laughs> you can finally say it. It's great. It is kind of an interesting thing that uh, it's kind of fun, like, uh, like a, uh, the forbidden word that you're not allowed to say for four or 40 days or so. <laughs> but uh, all right. Well, but if you listen to music stations like the, the Christian Protestant music stations, I don't think they're playing by that rule. And no. so if you, and I guess another reason not to listen to any station other than this one because uh, they you know they'll just uh, play those <laughs> songs anyways right all right so uh Cicel just kind of got in a few minutes ago so i haven't really heard anything about your weekend so uh how'd it go good easter celebration it was great yeah i was able to participate in all the triduum uh the masses and services so you know got to go to the holy thursday uh which is always a beautiful one uh with the procession over oh, yeah. and the adoration that's up you know and then in fairy filled church which is always beautiful to see. And then the Good Friday service, you know, that one, uh, I think it's so funny. I think some people forget how long that service is. It's yeah. a long service. Two hours? Was that two about hours, yours? Yeah, about two hours. A little over two hours, actually. But, um, you know, the veneration of the cross and all of that. Um, and then I w- made rosaries, actually, Friday night with my friends. We prayed a rosary together and made rosaries. Oh, wow. So that was kind of a fun thing to do. Did your Holy Thursday have washing of the feet? Yes. Yeah, okay, we do. Because our, our parish didn't do that for some oh, no. reason. I thought maybe yeah. it was a kind of a spillover from the, the COVID days. Possibly. When- I yeah. thought it, they did it, and so it was really cute because there were some like little boys, like little toddler boys. They went up with their dad to do it, oh, or someone. Okay. So they had you know twelve men um, up, some younger guys, some older gentlemen. So it was really nice to see all of them represented, and it was super cute. Um, yeah, yeah, that became kind of. I mean, I love that uh, that part of the the Holy Thursday liturgy. Uh, but it's become a little controversial lately because some parishes are washing women's feet, and then then I think they just kind of did away with it altogether the last couple of years. Got it, interesting. And so I'm glad I'm glad they did it at St. Yeah, Philip's. Yeah, it's a fun part of it, and it's you know I, I love seeing also the parents bring their kids up to the front so they could see what was happening, and the kids yeah. are probably like, "What is that? Why are we doing this?" Right, you know? right. Uh, I know some people who every Easter that or every um, uh, Holy Thursday they do it in their family. They wash each other's feet. It's a oh, humbling yeah. kind we, of. Yeah, we've done that. You've done that yeah, before. We yeah, we did it where. Cool. Uh, uh, I wash well, my wife's, and then she washes the oldest child. The oldest child does oh, the next, cute. and then the little one has to wash mine. That, that's so uh, funny. So yeah, so I, I mean, yesterday was interesting because we had to go to an early mass uh, because we were for just reasons we had to uh, couldn't go to our typical ten thirty mass, but it was a low mass. 
and in a low mass has no music. Oh, At least yeah. this one didn't oh, have any music. So you typically expect like the trumpets yeah, and the yeah, celebration, yeah. Hello, and, hello, and it was yeah. a very solemn short mass. But uh, you know that's that's how it was built, and so we knew that's what we were getting into. But it just didn't seem eastery, right? Right. Uh, and I didn't do Holy uh, Good Friday because uh, we kind of had to divide and conquer in our family. Yeah. I stayed, home. I stayed kids, home with Patrick, but I did different. Thursday. Yes. Yeah, and then we went to the vigil mass. Uh, the Easter Vigil Mass. Uh, at that was Saint like three-hour yeah, service. Yeah, it's a three-hour yeah. three Mass. Uh, very beautiful. And you know, you start outside with the fire. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's, St. Philip's is built on a beautiful uh, hill, which also means there's perpetual wind. Oh, and so yeah. we were all like, and the cha- temperature changed on Saturday. You know how it was like so humid yeah, in the morning? Yeah. And then it was really cold actually in the afternoon. So it was really funny. We were all right. like kind was of it, huddled were, together. The fire's going out with the wind uh, and They actually didn't have even have us light our candles until we got inside because of how windy it was. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's fun. I tell you, um, and, and Diane, you went to St. Monica, right? Yes, I did. It's packed and crowded as usual, but just on you know, Sunday Easter Mass. So, awesome. but I, I did um, follow Pope Francis and you know yeah. EWTN. Yeah, I was driving around Friday and uh, taking Patrick to his uh, my my son his to his OT uh, um, session, and they had it was about one thirty or so on Friday, and they had the most beautiful kind of. I don't know what kind of music was playing EW10, but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't, all it was was just solemn music, oh, I guess, because that, uh, commemor- you know, marked sure, the time that, sure. that Jesus was on the cross. So That's yeah, I awesome. thought the programming was great over the weekend. All right. So hope you had a great Easter celebration as well. And I want to tell you, we got a few things to talk about before we get to our first guest, but we have two sessions. Uh, the second session, and I think this is going to be a particularly of interest to Sissel and hopefully to you as Diane as well and all the listeners. We have, uh, a, a young married couple uh, who are going to be in studio with us. I see they've already, they're in the green room already, you know, warming <laughs> up. Uh, Sebastian and Rosario Konarski. And uh, they uh, are here on a recommendation of my friend Eric Bonnenberger. And uh, they are a married couple team who have founded an independent Catholic film production company to make Catholic movies and enrich the culture. And I, I saw a video where they were being interviewed and they've got a very, they met in Hollywood they're both kind of been in the entertainment industry, especially Sebastian with movies and voiceover and stuff like that. But uh, very interested in hearing what, they, what they've what they got going on. Before that, we are going to be joined uh, in studio, Jacob Niemeyer with Vera Aqua, Vera Vita. I always mess up that name. I, I am <laughs> vowing. Do. I'm not going to get that wrong, okay? Uh, Vera Aqua, Vera Vita. And he's got a, an evening uh, at the CF. Yeah, you're keeping count at home. <laughs> uh, he's got an evening coming up on May 14th called an, an Evening at a Speakeasy. It's a very unique event. Uh, raising money so they can uh, provide clean water and improve sanitation around the world, especially in uh, a region of Peru. So he's going to join us at about quarter after to talk about that. So that's the show today. Before that, though, um, anything else about Easter? Or uh, I ate pancakes at 1 a.m. Really? 1.30 in the morning, yeah. So normally we try to go to a restaurant afterwards, but since COVID, you know, the hours of restaurants have gotten very weird. Even the places that were open, you know, 24 hours aren't really anymore. And also we've had some funny experiences where we ended up being at a restaurant until like 3 or 4 in the morning because of short staffs and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, So we decided this year to take our, you know, take it into our own hands. And we went home and made pancakes and was still... 
pure chaos because it was all the kids cooking in the kitchen and we totally were almost set off the smoke alarms because of the bacon and but it was a lot of fun it was very joyful and then we crashed (laughs) (laughs) i guess at 3 a.m i was like all right peace out guys it is time for sleep and we will continue rejoicing tomorrow (laughs) some point you gotta call it off (laughs) yeah exactly i I did stay up until midnight on friday night because i had given up Mm. alcohol for lent Mm. and i went out and bought some beer and i had midnight uh it seems kind of weird that you know you're that kind of like dogmatic or strict about it but exactly at midnight i drank a beer and so anyways (laughs) to to, to break the other no that was no i'm sorry it was saturday saturday night yeah saturday night going into sunday that's right i had one day was one day off i'm sorry (laughs) diane you're gonna say something do y'all usually watch like the ten commandments or the passion or something you know it airs on like local television every year yeah yeah and it's like a three-hour broadcast you know it's kind of weird to watch something like that with commercials i'm not sure i don't remember but that was a tradition of ours for many years. Yeah, so. I, 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 talk, I heard from a friend who said that he always watches the Ten Commandments, and I think the Passion of the Christ has kind of taken yeah. over that for most people. Right. I didn't watch the Passion of the Christ this uh, this uh, Triduum, uh, but you know they're making the new one about. Yes. The, it was going to come out twenty twenty four. I think, I think. So. we got a little years. bit of time. We got yeah, a little, got well, couple time. more, one more, at least one more, probably two more Easter's without it, but. Yeah, yeah, it's yes. cool. Yeah, I've been meaning to. Uh, we were thought about it while we were making our rosaries, you know, to like watch it, but we prayed rosary instead. So. Yeah, all right. Well, good, good <laughs> yeah, stuff. All right. How about some upcoming events? I got a couple I want to mention, and then yeah. I know you've got at least one, Cecil and Diane. Yes. If you have anything that you want to mention as well, we can uh, talk about that. I uh, just want to remind all of the men out there that the uh, North Texas Catholic Men's Conference is less than two weeks away. It's going to be April 30th. It's Saturday, and the theme is Perseverance in Faith. Uh, it's basically, you know, like 7, eight, 7 o'clock in the morning till... Oh, gosh, I don't have the exact times with me. I'm going to be the MC, so I'm going to figure, figure this out by the <laughs> time it rolls around. You should figure it out, yeah, yeah. Uh, Annie Hickman, Father Edward Leonard, Terry Barber, Dave Moore. Uh, I'm going to be the MC. Uh, tickets are, are not expensive at all, and uh, they're hoping to get a 1,000 men over at St. Anne's in Capel for this event. So please, 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 if you're a man or if you uh, there's a man in your life, uh, uh, basically it's men, you can bring your 16-year-old son or older. Uh, you know, 16-year-olds can't come on their own, but uh, 18 and older, or, you know, you can bring your younger son if you have one. Uh, CatholicBrothersForChrist.com is the website to go get your tickets. CatholicBrothersForChrist.com. Again, Perseverance in Faith Men's Conference uh, is going to be uh, a week from Saturday on the 30th. That same evening, uh, it's going to be the 29th Annual Bishop's Pro-Life Dinner, benefiting the Catholic Pro-Life community at the Renaissance Addison Hotel in uh, Addison. And uh, they've got all kinds of good stuff going on. So and Dave go, Moore go. is a uh, keynote speaker. Yeah, he's going to be at all these events. ProLifeDallas.org. ProLifeDallas.org. I'm going to be there. I've got my tickets yet, but I'm definitely going. And Paul and I have got it on our calendar. We're going to be there. So if the CPLC is listening, you know, Dave pre- is coming. Pre- prepare two more seats. Don't worry. Yeah. I will. We'll c- capture this audio and hold you to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, any other events? Uh, YCP. Yes, yes. So there's a Young Catholic Professionals <laughs> event happening at St. Anne's of Capel. St. Anne's is popular oh, these days for events. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if they've ever done one at St. Anne's before, but I appreciate it. So it's with the uh, YCP Dallas chapter, because we have the Fort Worth and the Dallas ones. This is their flagship. This is the first one they ever did. Um, and it's kind of nice because it's kind of almost in between the diocese. You know, Capel's in kind oh, of yeah. a neutral place. Yeah. So it's kind of nice. So people all over can come. But the big thing about this is it's their executive speaker series, and it's got Steve Gleason, our oh, friend. Right. 
Steve Gleason, who we're, had, we're like the kingmakers. I know. You know people look at start us. coming, and Jeff yeah. Sheffelbein is like on yeah, the board. He, yeah, he was already with them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mention that. <laughs> we're, we're trying you know to claim <laughs> Jeff Sheffelbein. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's um. Uh, hold on a second. It is this Wednesday, April nineteenth, seven to nine p.m. I got the dates mixed yeah, up. Yeah, you thought it was tomorrow. I thought it was tomorrow. Yeah. Man, my schedule. <laughs> Anyhow, it's Wednesday, April 19th, 7 to 9 p.m. at St. Anne's Catholic Church. It doesn't say exactly where in St. Anne's, but I'm assuming you'll be able to follow the crowd and find it. Follow, uh, the, crowd. follow the crowd. Well, yeah, anyhow. Um, it's a free event. Uh, you can be a paying member of YCP and get some extra complimentary things, but there's going to be complimentary beer, wine, and appetizers. Dress as business casual, but you're going to hear... Uh, Steve Gleason give uh, a testimony and a talk and you know it's great Dave they give a little bio about him on the website and yeah. right in there it says talks about how he bumped into a radio show on KTH 910am oh, <laughs> which right. is if you don't know much about Steve Gleason he uh, is a convert he was a former Protestant pastor and listened to Catholic radio and became Catholic and is now an active volunteer here and he's a very good speaker I mean great yeah, yeah the, you know the fact that he was a, a previously a pastor of a church on California he's very uh, very eloquent he's got a great radio I love his show uh, that he does, Catholic Questions, which is on the fourth uh, Friday of every month, right? But this uh, month he's getting two. Two, wow. So. Okay, Dave, I'm gonna, I'm, we're gonna have to double check all the dates on this because it says Wednesday, April 19th, but tomorrow is the 19th. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a little so. confused. Oh, well. <laughs> Yeah, so... So look it up on their Facebook. They probably will give an update Steve, Steve at some point. Steve probably knows. Yeah, I mean, if well, he's listening, Steve, when are you Steve, giving that Steve, talk? Steve, let us know. But yeah, you can look up at ycbdallas.org. Um, but it should be a fun event for all the young adults of any profession uh, or industry to come. All right. Uh, Diane, I know I didn't give you a lot of time to prepare mm-hmm. for this, but is any any events coming to call- off your the top of your head that you can think of that are coming well, up that marriage retreat with uh, the Greg oh, and Julian yeah. Alexander. Yeah. Thank you at yes. the um, Grand Prairie retreats in the yeah, Nazareth, Nazareth retreat, retreat Center. Center Grand Prairie. That's like April. Th- oh gosh, April thirtieth again. <laughs> Everything is that weekend, April thirtieth <laughs> through May second. Uh, yeah. Isn't there like yeah, the yeah the YCP thing? I mean, not the one you're talking about, but their conference their is conference, that weekend. Yep. Uh, you That's got the men's me. conference, the CPLC event, and now this marriage retreat yes. uh, is going on as well. And uh, it's with Greg and Julie Alexander from the Alexander House uh, down in San Antonio. So I don't know. You know, you got. I guess you got to make some decisions about what you're going to do. Uh, but I, I, I know what I'm going to be doing because I'm going to be um, emceeing the men's conference and going to the CPLC event. But uh, you know, for married couples, you know, consider that uh, that conference as well it can really help your your marriage that's a great one diane uh i'm trying to think of the other spots that we're running would, on the air right got now t- tons of upcoming events let me see let me look. Wait, a, wait, okay, i think there's a camp are... sun camp a quant- oh yeah that's uh yeah that's with the legionaries maybe that already happened this father weekend. michael picard yeah and i think it's still in the future but i don't know the exact dates oh yeah it was summer speaker series event oh, oh yeah of course we can't not, forget not, that <laughs> it's not exactly right around the corner but it's going to be thursday july 21st we can say for the first time yes. on the air where it's going to be yep we can because even last monday we weren't sure we weren't Drum okay, roll. so here it is. Okay, the event is going to return to the Frontiers of Flight Museum whoop, whoop. in Dallas Thursday, uh, and it's uh, going to uh, the 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 event itself is going to start at seven. There's going to be some food ahead of time. I think we told you there's going to be time afterwards for socializing. Yep. I, I you know I just I love just hanging out after an event like that and oh, talking yes. and not being in any big hurry to to Absolutely. go. Uh, and Frontiers of Flight Museum is a really cool. Yeah, thing, it's really you know. neat. It's, Airplanes you know. hanging overhead, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. as long as they're secure. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's that. the only time we want them. Yeah. Uh, there also, I believe, is an event this weekend, and the details are a little bit fuzzy, but for Divine Mercy, 
uh, weekend. Oh, yeah, and Lindsay. so And Lindsay, yeah, exactly, Diane. There's going to be some relics uh, of, I think, I believe, want to say St. Faustina uh, in Lindsay. It's St. Peter's in Lindsay this weekend. I believe it's on Sunday. Um, again, I'm trying to like remember the, all the details of that event. But Have you been to that store inside that parish? Yes, I have. Because that's, that's my former, so our current pastor, Father McDaniel, used to yeah, be the pastor of that yeah. parish. And actually, my young adult group, we did a pilgrimage out there. We oh, all drove okay. out there and prayed in the church. Was well, it like the Father McDaniel parish tour? You know, yes, like, exactly. Yeah. We just go to only the parishes that Father McDaniel has been to. Before we also went to St. Patrick's Cathedral that, yeah, that day. Yeah, that would but, almost sound a little groupy-ish. Yeah, no, you know? no, no, no. no. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we wanted to see it because we knew it was beautiful. Yeah, and so, yeah. And I've is. never been there. It's, it's, it's funny because I've been to Sacred Heart in Munster many oh, times. Yeah. And, and the I way been I to go, <laughs> you, oh, you haven't. And, yeah. and uh, so between us, we've got it covered. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, but I, I pass the sign going out to Munster that says, you know, uh, St. Peter's Lindsay, you know, take a left or what have you. And I've just always been in such a rush that I haven't been able to stop. But I hear it's a really, really beautiful parish. And uh, have you been to any of the painted churches down no, south? No, so this has been a, uh, you coming up a lot. So I think it must be in my future to do this because yeah. people keep asking me about that. And because uh, I think they know that I love pilgrimages and road trips and things like that so I've been really wanting to um, do you know how, how many are there is it seven or how yeah. many is it or is it more than that I if I just had to guess I'd say there's more than that okay. you know Toya she you did know, it, our VPVP yeah. she did it recently and I think that would be a really cool little like I mean for me in my case like a family vacation because we're kind of looking for something you know not terribly expensive to do this summer but uh, and I guess you can just show up and go in uh, at any time yeah. uh, see that's one of the one of my great memories growing up is like taking road trips all over Texas and visiting parishes and other markets and with our aunt and uncle. Oh, yeah. just, and it's just beautiful. Oh, know? it's always fun to do that. So, the Texas universality has really beautiful of the yeah. Catholic Church is always fun. Yeah, that's something that um, we've done it from like an audio basis, you know, do, doing interviews about all these different parishes, but there's just so much to learn and oh, every, yeah, every parish absolutely. has its own thing. All right, let's get right to our first interview because uh, we have, let's see, we have got about 15 minutes to talk to Jacob Niemeyer. As I mentioned before, uh, he is, uh, well, the founder of Vera Aqua Vera Vita. And I have pledged to not mess up the name of your organization one time. And, and Sissel's keeping track. He's keep doing well. Track. Vera Aqua well Vera today. Vita. <laughs> How are you doing? Good to, you, yeah, good to see you. Good to see you. Happy Easter. Yeah, happy Easter to you. Uh, so, fourth annual evening at a speakeasy back in person is going to be Saturday, May 14th, 2022, uh, 5.30 p.m. to 10 p.m. at St. Mark the Evangelist Parish Center. I haven't been to one of these yet, um, but I, I, I just think it's such a cool concept, such a cool idea. But let's talk first about Vera Aqua Vera Vita. Okay. Sure. And uh, I know we've done some interviews uh, with you, but for those listening who kind of like, what? What's that? It sounds Latin. Yeah. What, what's it all about? Well, it is Latin, actually. It means true water, true life, if you didn't know that already. Yeah. So I'm uh, excited to be here to share a little bit about, um, you know, those that have heard of us before and those ha- that haven't, uh, what our mission is all about. It's, it's always a good reminder to remember our call as Catholics to be uh, servants, yeah. right? To serve the less fortunate. You know, Christ says we will always have the poor, but that doesn't mean that we aren't always called to serve them. We are, right? Called yeah, to, to be yeah. there, be his hands and feet. And so that's what we do at Veracal Veravita. We do it specifically around the area of water, true water, true life. We strive to bring clean water to people in communities in need in developing countries. Uh, particularly, we're working in Peru right now. And we, we, fully, vi- we fully have a vision <clears throat> to kind of put the global water crisis in the history books, mm-hmm. right? Every 90 seconds, a child is dying from a waterborne illness somewhere in the world. 
this is a pro-life issue. This is an issue that we as Catholics should care about. Yeah. And yeah. so that's exactly what we're doing to, to combat this. This is something that for us is more than just humanitarian need, yeah. meeting humanitarian need. It's also being God's hands and feet and bringing the living water of Jesus Christ to these people that we're serving and so that we can help them go from simply surviving to truly thriving in body and in soul. You know, you talk about making it history, the, you know, the deprivation of, you know, clean water and that kind of thing. Do you have any kind of rough estimate of what, maybe what percent of the world's population does not have adequate or healthy or, you know, sustainable kind of water uh, system? What, 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 can you just think of a number off the top of your head? Yeah, so the, the UN and the World Health Organization actually track these numbers. Yeah. Uh, it's about uh, 1 billion people that do not have access to clean water. That's one-seventh or so of the world's population. The wow. world's population is around 7 billion, right? And so that's unbelievable, right? Now let's, let's look at an even more stark statistic. Two and a half billion people don't have access to proper sanitation, so what does that mean? That mm. means that they don't have a toilet. Yeah. They don't have a, even a latrine or an outhouse, something that we would think as primitive. They don't even have that, yeah. right? Yeah. They're going on the ground. Um, that's two and a half billion people. That's you know arguably one third of the world's population, right? Yeah. Are they so, are those all in in like I mean, one or two continents, or is it spread out across the globe, or uh, where geographically are these areas? So primarily, we're looking at sub-Saharan Africa, Southeast Asia, and Central and South America. Okay. Uh, there's also obviously spots um, outside of those areas, but primarily those are the the predominant geographic areas. If you also look at those areas on a map, you'll see that they're all kind of around the equator. Mm -hmm. So there is some correlation there as well as far as poverty and and, and economic status as well. Yeah. yeah. And when I think about what you're doing, it just seems so big. You know, it's so far away. It's, you know, like to go help, you know, the poor in downtown Dallas or something seems kind of easy. You go get the food, you go down there, you give it to them. But, you, you know, the travel, the, you know, the, the equipment or whatever, I mean, it just seems logistically like a lot. So how do you pull this off and how can people help you if they're listening right now saying, I'd like to be a part of this? Yeah, that's a that's a, a very good way to put it, Dave. It is a logistical uh, animal, yeah, if you yeah, will, right. from that perspective. And I'll give you an example to show you how we kind of pull that off. We actually recently, here's a, a, a real life example of this. We recently just took our first organized group mission trip to Peru, where we're currently working. Now, we have been down there before with some of our team some of our volunteers, but it was like, you know, just two or three people. This time we took nine, including myself. Five of them were students from the University of Dallas. One, mm. Two of them were alum from UD, and then a, another young adult and myself. And we went down to Peru back in mid-March, and we implemented our education workshop, and we broke ground on construction for two projects. And logistically, yeah, it's flights, it's lodging, it's like travel arrangements, uh, but, you know, the, the, the fun thing about it is that we get to kind of give this opportunity to these missionaries that come with us to really experience what it's like firsthand to see the need of these people and to work alongside them and impact their lives. Um, and then arguably they get more out of it than they give yeah, in yeah. many ways. And we want to make sure as, you know, the organization that's planning this mission trip for these missionaries that we're making these arrangements and we're kind of putting everything in order so that these missionaries don't have to worry about that. And so we, we, we did that. And when we were able to stay at a local mission center there in Peora, there's a mission center called Santissimo Sacramento where we stay and they provide lodging and food 
And it's quite the experience for our missionaries. It almost sometimes doesn't even feel like we're in a developing country because we're getting such good care there at that mission center. Yeah. But then we go out into the communities, out into the dusty rural areas, and, and our missionaries will attest to this. And, and those that come to our fundraiser event actually will see this. We're going to be premiering a video um, kind of spotlighting our mission trip that we just took and hearing some of the testimonies of the missionaries that were there with us. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so fourth annual evening at a speakeasy. You know, not everybody is going to be able to get in the plane and go to Peru with you. And mm-hmm. you, you mentioned you got some students and some UD, UD alum. Yeah. Uh, it may be a lot to ask, especially if somebody is not in a position where they can do that. Sure. But everybody can uh, consider prayerfully attending the fourth annual evening at a speakeasy, Saturday, May 14th, 530 to 10, St. Mark, the Evangelist Parish Center. I love that parish center, by the way. Yeah, it's like it's across great. the street from the, the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, that's awesome. So tell us about this. You're trying to raise $30,000? Yeah, so that's our goal this year, and we're going to be back in person. Uh, you, Dave, you may remember last year, I think I was on here with the radio. Yeah, and, right, know, right. Last it's year all virtual. You, you we were, Jeff Scheffelbein was yeah, involved, right? that's yeah. right. Jeff was our uh, MC, and we went entirely virtual last year uh, due to COVID and the uncertainties of Cicel that. Cecil claims to have made Jeff everything he is. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah I, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what she said. Yeah, she's the, she's the kingmaker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's okay. also a, a very... Uh, avid liquor drinker apparently <laughs> or mix, at least she likes to mix some mixed well, drinks is so. there a story I don't know about? oh okay oh no how does he know about making drinks I, I did I did donate during it last year and got a bottle of vanilla rum oh yeah. yes. okay it was a okay. Uh, mystery bottle of yeah that was my contribution to yeah the, well, your, repu- your reputation is, is spreading <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah. and then when I uh, delivered it just a little side story for Sizzle here when I delivered it to her uh, we got into a side conversation about her her joy, her enjoyment of making cocktails. Yeah, yeah that, that's kind of what I learned about her. Then so. that's most of the reason why we like having Cecil around here. I mean, she's she all right as a person, but cocktail. she makes she makes drinks during our charathons, yeah. and so uh, good job security. Yeah, yeah, exactly. she's like, yeah, we're not going to get rid of her. I mean, I've been trying to add bartender to my official GRN bartender yeah. to my business card. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. So, right there. so you've got. Um, uh, but yeah, t- tell so. us about this booze and smooth jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, mm-hmm. well, tell us about this event. Other than you said the video about your work in Peru, what else? Sure. People see that night. Yeah. So obviously, speaking of cocktails, we're going to be back in person with opportunities for people to come have dinner, drinks, booze, as we're calling it, kind of getting in that speakeasy theme, right? We're going to have jazz music for an hour and a half at the end of the main program. Oh, wow. Um, or at the end of the evening, I should say, we're going to have live jazz music and swing dancing opportunity. So the event starts at 5 30. From 5.30 to 6.30 will be our cocktail hour. We're going to have live music then as well, and it's going to be mingling and drinks and kind of some socializing. And then from 6.30 to 8.30 is going to be our main program. And during our main program, we're going to have a jam-packed two hours full of dinner, uh, spearheaded by an amazing MC, Patrick Gordon, um, who actually is a content director and developer over at Tobit. Oh, okay. Monica okay. Ash. I don't, I don't know if I, if I that, that name. I don't know if I've met him or not. Sure, but, yeah. sure. Um, and then we're also going to have uh, obviously a keynote speaker. Joe Christensen is going to be our keynote speaker, uh, and we're going to have a testimonial witness in Kurt Clement, who's going to kind of speak about his experience on the pre mission trip that he's been on with Saint Anne before, which is to the same area where we currently work oh, okay. with Rocco Verdita, okay. and so he's going to be able to kind of speak more. 
tangibly to that experience of his of his and then we're also going to have ma- a magician on oh man uh, what are you not going to you should yeah, listen exactly. what you're not going to you know, do. Exactly. I mean, do it all um so giancarlo bernini yeah be he's, he's been in studio yeah, before I, yeah I, I think so um so yeah we're gonna have him and and we're gonna have a, a great evening as well with uh other opportunities to fundraise between you know obviously and on top of ticket donations uh we're gonna have a, an online auction we have a large raffle a general raffle and we have uh, wine and liquor polls, which I think Cecil okay. would appreciate. <laughs> you you, you, had, you had her at wine, <laughs> we had had a wine and liquor poll. Yeah. Hey, do, do people yeah. dress, dress up like uh, the, yep. the, the, the 20s? Is that what yep. it is? Fun. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So roaring 20s. You don't uh, have to, but if you want to. You have right? to. Look but like I, I will personally be wearing a tux. Okay. Uh, and top, top hat? Yeah, I'm going to be yeah. wearing a top hat too. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good spot on you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and, and a lot of the women like to dress up in those flapper dresses, kind of get into that roaring 20s theme. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's just a great evening, a lot of fun, um, obviously some inspiration tied in there, premiering that video, the speakers, and just a great opportunity to raise funds and, and, and impact the mission and help us bring clean water to the people that we're serving in Peru. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. So Vera Aqua, Vera Vita is the name of the organization, mm. and their website is Vera. I'm being so cautious here because I'm trying to get this right every time. <laughs> Vera, I've, I've butchered your name so many times, and I'm not going to do it on this interview, okay? I don't think. VeraAqua, VeraVita.org. Nailed it. VeraAqua, yes. VeraVita. I, I ought to just stop the interview right now because yeah, I'm on a winning streak. Okay? Well, what, I'm going to help you in the future so you don't have to be as stressed about saying the name. For, an, for, a, for a URL domain for people in the future, if they want to find us very easily, GiveTrueWater.org. GiveTrueWater.org. Yeah. So we, okay. we own that domain as well. That will drive people there. And then buy tickets to the event there as well? Uh, yep. Yep, it'll right. be pretty easy to follow along the instructions from there. Sounds yeah. like a fun event, and it's, it's, it's gonna be such great. a great you're gonna cause. Be there, aren't you, Dave? I am hoping you know. I, I when you're 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 a married guy. You know, yeah. you're a married guy. And you got a child I have now. Two right? under two, actually. Yeah, two oh under two. <laughs> and you know uh, that you never commit to anything without going and saying, "Hey, honey, I, I, I yell." Because if I were like, "Yeah, I'll be there, man." <laughs> well, <laughs> how about you spend it this way? Say, "Honey, you want to go have a date night?" And it's some jazz music, some yeah. magic, a talk. I mean, here, yeah. you know, I I, I would. I will commit to talking to my wife about going to this event. Okay, there you go. Definitely, that's a good commitment. Right. Is that is that a good answer? I'll accept now, it. Now, Sissel, she she's you know, yeah, Sissel, oh, she, she's unattached. She can commit right now that she's going. She has no reason that's not. True. But we exactly with all that wine oh, and liquor. Uh, all right, hey, uh, thanks. You're always fun to talk to. Jacob Niemeyer, founder and executive director, Vera Aqua, Vera Vita. And you can go to veraaquaveravita.org if you want the challenging website, or you can just give, go to givetruewater.org and, uh, if you want to make it easy on yourself. Together, we can give true water, true life is their slogan. Fourth annual evening at a speakeasy is in person, Saturday, May 14th, 5.30 to 10, St. Mark the Evangelist Parish Center in Plano. Eric, th- I'm here. <laughs> I called you Eric. Uh, oh, no, you, didn't, you have not messed up their aquabarium. Yeah, but but I called you a wrong name. Okay. Hey, guys. Uh, uh, I don't even know. Okay. Hey, good Good uh, to see you. Thanks for you coming too, in. Dave. And, Thank uh, you so much. I hope the event's a big success. And uh, all right. So this is the Good News Show. We're going to take a break. Uh, another uh, really interesting conversation coming up next. A uh, young couple that I have not met yet, Sebastian and Rosario Konarski. I think you really can enjoy learning about them and how they met, their talents, and what they're doing. Uh, They have founded an independent Catholic film production company. They want to make Catholic movies and enrich the culture. And so we'll introduce them in studio here in just a moment, so stay with us. The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to wish you a very happy Easter. 
You know, Easter is so amazing that it can't be contained in one day, one weekend, one week, or even one month. The Easter season, or Eastertide, lasts for 50 days, culminating with the Feast of Pentecost and the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the Apostles. So let's celebrate. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Are you a small company needing IT help? Is your computer running slow? Do you need help securing your network? Do you want the peace of mind knowing your computers are running optimally and securely? I'm Charles Gura, a parishioner at St. Catherine of Siena Parish in Kelton and a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. We can be reached at 214-702-6996 or online at pro-multis.com, P-R-O-M-U-L-T-I-S.com. We use our talents to help with your technology so you can use your talents to run your business. Would you like to support a wonderful Catholic school here in North Texas doing great things to bless students who are in unique and challenging situations in life? Hi, this is Dave Palmer, and I am very excited to be the MC for the 25th annual Noche de Gracias Night of Thanks benefiting Casada High School in Fort Worth. The event will be the evening of Tuesday, April 26th at Joti Garcia's Restaurant in Fort Worth. To purchase your tickets or to learn more about Noche de Gracias, visit CasadaHS.org and click on the Make a Difference tab. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Little Elm Eye Care for their support of local Catholic radio. Little Elm Eye Care is owned by Drs. Burt and Leslie Bubella, parishioners of St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Frisco. They specialize in family vision care, comprehensive eye exams, contact lenses, and the treatment of eye diseases and injuries. Little Elm Eye Care is located at 1200 East El Dorado Parkway, Suite 100, across from the Little Elm Athletic Complex. They can be reached by calling 972-2920-900 or on the web at littleelmeyecare.com. Michael Foley, author of Drinking with the Saints, is going to be on with us tomorrow morning at 6 to 8 a.m. Central Time. Howdy, Adrian Fonseca here with Catholic Drive Time. And tomorrow we're going to be asking the question, is it immoral to be drinking? In what context is it okay? And how can we celebrate the Easter octave with our families? All this and more on Catholic Drive Time, 6 to 8 a.m. Central Time, tomorrow morning, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. See you then. This is Tony Beshera. My wife, Chris, and I own Babich and Associates. We are the oldest placement and recruitment firm in the state of Texas and proud sponsors of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We're also members of St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas. Babich and Associates offers candidates insights into the current job market and provides professional candidates we have interviewed on a face-to-face basis to our employers. Our number to call is 214-823-9999, or you can find us on the web at Babich, B-A-B-I-C-H, dot com. Welcome back. Good news show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. And, uh, boy, that was a fun uh, discussion with, with Jacob. That, that got a little wacky there, but uh, good good <laughs> event. And, uh, you know, a while back, a friend of mine, Eric Bonnenberger, emailed me and said, hey, you got to meet this uh, young couple, Sebastian and Rosario Konarski. They're doing cool stuff. They're making, you know, movies and, uh, you know, wholesome stuff. And so I, I contacted Sebastian. We set this up a long time ago. But uh, here they are in studio, Sebastian and Rosario Konarski. I saw a video of y'all where you had been interviewed. And so I know a little bit of your background, but it sounds like a really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you, David. Thank, Thank you for having us. Yeah. So what I know is you're from Boston. I'm from Boston. Yes. And you're from Michigan. Ca- Michigan, right. And y'all met in Hollywood. Yes. Yes. And you speak three languages. (laughs) (laughs) All these little bits and pieces. So, yeah. Yeah. Tell us uh, just a little bit, each one of you, about 
you maybe your your background and how you met. Yeah, um, I know you you've been doing a lot of acting. So t- just kind of tell give our people a little bit of uh, background of who yeah, you are. I've been, I've been an actor for about ten plus years. I started out actually in Spain, uh, thinking about you know. I've actually when I was a kid, I was an actor in a Polish school that I went to every Saturday. Yeah, and there was a priest there. And the priest always said that I was going to be an actor one day because I got all the nice main roles and yeah. all the big stuff. And lo and behold, in Spain, I uh, this priest had died in around 2000. And I had this dream in Spain um, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do after college and if I wanted to stay in Spain or do international business or something like that. And and I had this dream of this priest. And he said, what are you doing here? You're, you're an actor. And I, I didn't. I thought it was a vision. I didn't want to – I kind of discerned yeah. what this was going to be prayerfully, and I thought, well, this kind of feels right. I I did always like to act, and I've always wanted to do something like this, and I decided there and then, well, maybe after two weeks about praying about it, that yeah. I was going to pursue the acting. And so I stayed another year in Spain to finish up, and then I went back to Boston and jumped right into acting classes and you know training and short films doing you know college student films and I saw your and, I saw your list of what you've done you've done a lot a lot of things and yeah. voiceover work and things like that oh, yeah. so then eventually you you moved out to Hollywood I moved out to Hollywood because I, I figured you know I can't just I, I I read a lot of stories about people moving out there not having experience and yeah. not knowing how to be around a set or just acting on a set or you know any type of training at all so I made sure that I had a long list of things that I've done, you yeah. know, long resume to have some experience. So once I get on set, it's easy. It's simple. I know what to do. I'm professional. There you go. I know the lines. I know how to act on set. So that's what I did. And um, I uh, went once to a, uh, a film festival that I was working on. It was called the Archangel. Do you remember what it was called? Archangel Film Festival. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. It was the first year is their ba- debut film festival. And this is where I met my wife, Rosario. And and, we, and you were out in L.A. I was. Okay, you had gone from Michigan to L.A. Yeah. And I know <laughs> in watching that interview with you, you, you like to talk. You're uh, sanguine. Mm-hmm. You used to get in trouble in school yeah. for reading and talking. <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit of your path and how what got you to the Archangel uh, Conference there in L.A. Or yeah, so um, I grew up in Michigan and... Did a lot of missionary work, actually. Worked with a group that reached out to students on universities. And I loved it. Um, And then I ended up traveling a lot. And through this group, it was an international group. So I met different people. And I made some friends in Mexico. I was able to move to Mexico for a while. Um, I taught English in a um, a private school out there. And then... um, Ended up from there moving to Los Angeles. Okay. I knew I wanted to move back to the States, but I wasn't ready to hit the cold again. Yeah. <laughs> so I've always been a winter wimp yeah. uh, my whole life. So, yeah, I was like, all right, let's keep it in the warm weather <laughs> section. So, um, and I've become a winter wimp as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I really, yeah, I just felt called. There, I had a whole experience in Mexico where I had done some missionary work as well, and I was working with the poorest of the poor in a very small um, colonia, and it was just heartbreaking. And I felt the Lord put it on my heart. I had a couple friends in Hollywood, and I felt the Lord put it on my heart to go to Hollywood and and minister to the people in Hollywood. And, I mean, I've done little sketches and skits here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
and I've loved reading and writing and, and storytelling. Like yeah. I'm, that's my, I love storytelling. And so I felt the Lord putting that on my heart in kind of a missionary sense. Yeah. And at first I was like, are you crazy? I mean, you want to send me to one of the richest places of the world where I've been working with the poorest of the poor. Yeah. And, you know, the Lord really convicted my heart and, in reminding me they may be rich in material goods, but they're poor in, in, yeah, you in know, the spiritual sense. Yeah, in the spiritual right. sense. Kind so, of in the sense they are the poorest of the poor, really. And all they have is money. Yeah, yeah right, there. right. Yeah. We see that all the time played out. And, uh, you know, the, the stars of Hollywood, some of them are, of course, probably really sure. good people. Uh, so now you're in North Texas. The yes. two of you obviously got married. And uh, what, what brought you here uh and what are uh, kind of a loaded question, but some of the projects that you're doing. Tell us about you know 2022, what's going on, and, and why North Texas. Well, well, we wanted to move back to the United States of America. Yeah, <laughs> after <laughs> from, living in from Hollywood. Yeah, from Hollywood. <laughs> I like that. We wanted normalcy. Yeah. We wanted uh, freedom. Yeah, um, and that was even before COVID. So that, yeah, yeah, that was in 2019. We moved to Texas, but we didn't. We Texas actually actually wasn't on our on our radar. It wasn't on our list to yeah. to for the places that we want. We wanted more, for example, Georgia or the Carolinas or Florida because they still have a lot of big. They have a lot of film presence yeah. there. Yeah. And my acting coach at the time said, "Don't go there. Those places that they, they they do they do a lot of stuff there, but they don't do local hires. They always end up." Bring flying LA actors yeah. right. out, for example, this big studios in Georgia. Yeah. You know, they film a lot of the Marvel movies there, but they don't hire any local people. Right, Maybe right. just for an extra one liner here, but really they fly everyone out. She goes, Go to Texas, go to Dallas. That's that's where it's it's starting to thrive. It's right. growing. And there's here. a lot there's of local a lo- hire. A lot of local hire. There's yeah. a lot of film presence here. So we. I would have thought Austin would have been uh, a top. Austin to Austin. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Austin, so, but I'm glad you're here. I'm not big, trying yeah. to you know push yeah. you down south or anything. But well, and, uh, and for us, yeah. it, you know, we were picky about parishes too. So right. We're part of the um, FSSP confraternity. Okay. And yeah. we were part of the parish out there in Los Angeles, and so we knew wherever we landed, we wanted to be near a parish. So yeah, that's why yeah, we yeah. chose Dallas as opposed to Austin. Yeah, Although I think there's a parish. There is a parish. There is yeah, so you're at modern day then. Yes. The land, the land mm-hmm. And then there's, of course, there's uh, St. Benedict yep. in Fort Worth as Worth well. Worth, so yeah, this correct, is a, this, yeah. And this is a great area. I mean, there's yeah. so much yeah. going on. It's so vibrant. You guys know you've been here for a while. Oh, yeah. So uh, there's a lot of stuff you're doing. Uh, let's just kind of talk about uh, a few of these. Uh, the bless the the triumph of the blessed sacrament and exorcism of Nicola Aubrey. Uh, yes, is that is that the, the title of that? What what, what exactly you you do you're doing a project about an exorcism back in like the 16th century? Uh, yes. So, uh, you mentioned that you saw the interview that was on uh, Census Fidelium. Yes, and uh, Steve Cunningham he interviewed us, and yeah. uh, I uh, spoke to him a couple of weeks after, and I said, hey, let me. Let me do some voiceover stuff for you. I'll do it for free. I don't care if I, you know, I don't need the credit for it. And he goes, yeah. okay, yeah, here, read this book. It's called Triumph of the Blessed Sacrament, History of Nicola Avery. It's about a possession. Uh, this girl was possessed with 30 demons. And I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. What, are, what do you really want me to do? And I go, no, <laughs> read this, read this book and do it and make a movie out of it. And I said, no, 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 really. What do you want me to do? And he goes, no, read it. Yeah. So I read it. And I said, "Oh, this this story is amazing. Mm-hmm. This is a this is an amazing story about a public exorcism, thirty demons witnessed about. It was witnessed by one hundred fifty thousand people, really? done publicly at the cathedral in Laon in France by the bishop, driven out by the Blessed Sacrament. 
So I did the audiobook. I, you know, it took me a few months to, you know, record and, and I edited it and produced it and everything. And I had some help with another friend. And now I'm writing the script. Yeah. I, I want to be able to tell this story as it was. No strings attached, no no hidden secrets, no mess, no secret messages or anything like that. Yeah. And right now we're in development and I, I, I'm writing the script. It's got to take a little bit, but I want to do it the way it was supposed to be done. My goal is to do it in France, in the cathedral, in the original church where she was first discovered that she was possessed and... It's either that or, or we build a set, but I would like to do it there mm -hmm. in France where it was done. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a big project, mm -hmm. especially it when is. you're talking about international travel and yeah. script writing and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how long does it take to do something like this? I mean, well, oh, any, take, any like, even can, like, I think it's going to be something like years. 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 It could take several years. It can take years. It could, uh, writing the script alone, I mean, I. A first draft, for example, that can take a good three, four months, and then you you know just keep rewriting drafts and, yeah. and edits, and you gotta get it perfect. So how are you? Playing. I mean, just to kind of how are you all making ends meet now? I mean, yeah, you got this project there. Well, mm -hmm. what do, do you have? Like, a, like are you doing another job? You know, uh, or or is this is this? Are you, are you able to focus all your attention right now? Right to now, movies? I'm able to focus all my attention. I you know I do other things. You know, I'm also building some kneelers right now, and I like yeah. to do con I do construction as well. And I'm looking for some other you know side things with audiobooks and you know some do and some voiceover jobs. stuff. Yeah, writing jobs as well. I write commercials as well. I do copywriting and stuff like that. So, but we are trying to raise money. Even so, the product, the audiobook, is free on YouTube. YouTube through Census Fidelium, but we do have a give sign go um, where people can donate to help yeah. support. Because I mean, it, it took us like three months um, recording it, editing, and producing it, and it's a lot of work. People don't realize. I mean, it wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to do this for an hour a day. Oh, yeah. He would spend all day recording it. Yeah. So there are some costs of production. Yes. That go yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So we definitely could use help. You know, if people want to donate. Um, to that, and then we also we hope to um, at some point start a fundraiser um, to help us as we write the script financially, but also then to go into more of the production side of it as we start as we nail down the script to get um, really going on this project, and then we have another project that we're working on that we really want to start see the ball moving, and we're praying for a good holy team. Yeah, um, you don't have to be Catholic to be on our team, right? But we do want people who are going to honor the virtues that we're striving striving for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we don't want cursing in our shows. We're not writing any cursing um, in any of our films. And no blasphemy, and no taking yeah. our Lord's name in vain, no nudity, things like that. Mm -hmm. But w we still want it good. Like you, you watch some of the shows right now, secular shows. Like some of our favorite shows are, for example, Monk. Mm -hmm. We love watching that. Person I, of interest. Per, person, of person of interest. interest. Yeah. 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 Well, up until like what the fourth season. Yeah. You know, they ruined when it, it got kind of weird with the <laughs> yeah. uh, with the technology and stuff like that. But you've seen those, Sissel? Yeah, I've seen yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sissel, yeah. Sissel is your go to person as far as like uh yeah, these kind of pop culture and these kind of movies, you know, even the secular stuff. She really knows what she's talking about. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, so what's the so you, so you want to do wholesome stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, how other than, you know, people 
And I want to let people know how they can support you. You mentioned that, that this is something that if people want to donate, they want to get, get involved in that. Are you looking for volunteers or actors or writers or do you, do you need anybody else to, to help what you're doing? Well, right now, um, that will come down the line. Yeah. I'm, I'm also, as I'm writing the script, I'm thinking who would play this role? Who could play that role? Who could, who can help us? come in and produce this who can f- so we are open for film. actors to send us um their reels sure uh writers because we would love to have a writer another writer on board mm-hmm. um to bring a good balance it is hard trying to decide from because the book and when you listen to the audiobook there's so many amazing stories in yeah. it that it's hard to decide you know which ones we're going to keep because yeah. you can't do the whole thing yeah. so it's so cool because the way you just explained that uh, exorcism of Nicola Aubrey, it's a lesson like like you said, it's a fascinating story. Mm-hmm. But I bet you ninety nine point nine percent of the people listening right now have never heard of it. Oh, and no. so is we that one of the, neither yeah, have us. Was that one of the yeah. things? And you would have never heard it had the guy not asked you to do the the, right. the voice project, exactly. right? And so is that one of the things that you want to do is just kind of find these cool stories that yes. nobody's ever heard of Absolutely. and then bring it to the yes. big screen and tell the story. So yeah, and you said you're a storyteller. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, that's interesting. We want to do original things. We, we as well. And yeah. and we see this as an original story. But like like you said, people haven't heard of this. Well, yeah. the book is out of print too mm-hmm. that's true too yeah yeah, yeah. and uh the, the the quality course uh with y'all's background because i mean a lot of times people think that all oh, these christian movies are <laughs> they're all cheesy and you hear because that all most the time of them are. Uh, yeah they yeah. are yeah so well, why is that i mean they're, they're not all that way i guess they just want to get something out there and they're they're more interested in spraying the gospel than right the, uh, to worrying about showing. worrying about whether they got the talent to do it or not right, right? And which yes, their, right. their exactly. intentions are very good mm-hmm yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes that doesn't work. Like we knew a lot of the, for example, we knew some of the guys that made the uh, faith-based films in in L.A. And some of these guys were really good Catholics. Yeah, and talented, and very talented. But the problem was that they were produced by, unfortunately, Protestant production companies, yeah. and they would not allow some of these beautiful Catholic virtues to be in their films. So it it was kind of it felt watered down. Like you said, cheesy. The writing wasn't all there. Yeah. You know, and, and it kind of, you know, brought the storytelling down too because it really is all about story. You mm-hmm. have to have the story told very well. You yeah. have to have it written well. Yeah. You know? and, and that's what's important too because if you miss those elements, you know, I mean, this is classic. We're also talking about classic storytelling. Yeah. Aristotle with his poetics, you know, characters, you know, scenery, you know, theme there has to be an arc to the character he has there has to be a redemption you show the sin but you don't show it to the point where you violate it something. violates the the yeah. audience you have, show have, i'm sorry sure no i, please, I, I, I just got uh, I, uh, have you seen this father stew movie we have not we have not. okay because there's a big debate about we've chosen that. not to see yeah, it. Yeah. the language yes yeah well, and, and not just the language the sexual references yeah there's yeah. A, i mean i have heard you know what i would consider good catholics on both sides of this i yes. haven't i haven't seen it uh cecil saw it i haven't seen the movie yet but it's got a lot of language yeah, yeah. and my uh, take is i if i wouldn't tolerate it in a secular movie why would i tolerate it in a so-called catholic movie yeah but then yeah. somebody will say, and I've heard this argument also, they'll say, well, Passion of the Christ has got tons of violence. Yeah. And you see, you know, Jesus getting... Yeah, but Jesus, it wasn't vulgar. 
Yeah, yeah, right. And so, right. but some and and I've also heard the argument like, well, this is before Father Stu converted, and you know, but and, and you got to be real about we how he was. We watched an interview and, with yeah. Father Stu as a priest. Yeah, and he shared a little bit about his background without any cursing, without making anyone feel even uncomfortable, and he didn't focus a ton on that. He focused more on the grace that God gave yeah. him to become a priest, and and that story line and so i just from listening to his own words yeah. and watching him and how he talked about it and he did talk about suffering and redemption and it was beautiful yeah. Yeah. we were both very moved and i thought wow look he just shared his own story and he chose not to focus on the sin yeah he chose yeah. to focus more on our lord's grace and mercy through his conversion and and, and then focus on the result of that, yeah, because you, you can you can imply so if somebody you know lives as, as an adulterer and then they have a conversion, you can you can sh- you know mm-hmm. indicate that they were an adulterer, but you don't have to show it. Exactly. You know, you, there's ways. And of course, that's where good story writing where, and creativity exactly. comes. You don't have. I, I get very uncomfortable seeing any kind of nudity yeah. or oh, yeah. sex scenes in movies. I just oh, yeah. I, I just don't like it. It's at not all. necessary. And uh, yeah, the language bothers me. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, that's great. I think there's a great hunger for that. Sometimes yeah, I'll see a movie is. and it'll be like 99 percent great, and then there'll be like that a, one a, a, scene. couple things. I like. Why did you need to put that yeah. in there? Right. Why was that? Not, that was so not necessary um, yeah. to that. So, and that could have been a, you know, a production, you know, maybe the producer wanted something like that because he, yeah. s- he threatens that, oh, you're not going to get the full, you know, I'm not going to finance the full film if you don't get put something in like that and you know the writers and you know the other production team okay well if we don't we won't we won't get the final budget if we put that in so yeah, they're kind of locked yeah. down and we don't want to do that we don't want to compromise for things like that right, you know, if someone right. comes up to us and says here's a uh, here's 10 million for uh, your film but you have to have this and this and that and if what they want goes against you know virtue or what we believe in or something yeah. that's going to compromise in the end our our souls we 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 say sorry. We you know we're not right, we're not, not, we're not taking away. a penny. Yeah, yeah, we walk away. Yeah, know, because because in the end it's not. Do you have a do you have a name for your I guess company or we uh, do. Pot, what what yeah. is it? Flowering Thorn Productions. Okay, yeah, I actually have that right here. Okay, Flowering Thorn. Tell us about that. Flowering Thorn. Where did that come from? Interesting story. It's um, I was we when we were figuring out what we what are we going to name our production company on uh, we wanted to we wanted to name it after something about our lady but you know Guadalupe production company or you know Fatima productions there's so many that are yeah I'll retake I'll take it. It. and so obvious and too. obvious too yeah. but we yeah. wanted something we love the juxtaposition you know the flowering thorn that there's yeah. there's yeah. two two there's a juxtaposition there. We love Our Lady. So I started doing some research about titles of Our Lady that are not known. And I came across Our Lady of the Flowering Thorn. Mm. It's a story about a woman in France. Her hu- I think this was during the time of the Crusades where her husband went to battle. He died and she inherited the castle. And one day she was walking around in the forest near her and she saw a thorn bush that was glowing. And she found a statue of Our Lady in there. Now, the story goes even further to Roman times when there was – it was just being ransacked and all the religious articles were being destroyed. Someone hid a statue of Our Lady in that thorn bush. So, yeah. you know, centuries later, this woman found it and she 
retrieved our, our lady from the thorn bush and brought it home with the priests to venerate it all night. And they ended up falling asleep and the statue in the morning was gone. They went back to the thorn bush and our lady was there in the thorn. This is mm. where she wanted to be. Yeah. So I thought this is such an interesting story. I want that. I'm claiming this name for our production company, yeah. Flowering Thorn Productions. You could do a movie on that. And, yeah. Yeah. It was, it's a great story, too. Yeah. yeah. There's not a lot I, of information. I love information that. You guys are not doing, like, the obvious, you know, easy stuff. You're kind of, you know, you're, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's very uh, in, in, intriguing. Is there a mm-hmm. website, uh, yeah, social yet. media, or We're anything like that? that We're working, we are on social media. We are on social media. Yeah. We're on Twitter, at Flowering Thorn. We are on Gab, at Flowering Thorn Productions. And our Gifts and Go page is uh, giftsandgo slash, giftsandgo.com slash flowering thorn. As you hear it, flowering, flower, I-N-G, thorn. All right. Very And then you can find us on Census Fidelium. Yeah. Okay. Yes. The new audio book is, it came out on Thursday. So if you go to Census Fidelium on YouTube, on the channel, you scroll down and it's, it's right there, Triumph of the Blessed Sacrament. And all the information is in the show notes as well. Yeah. All right. So uh, people can certainly support you financially. Sure. And uh, you said they, they can just uh, search for your Flowering Thorn Productions on the, 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 the locations that you just mentioned a moment mm-hmm. ago. And if somebody is like, man, they mentioned they may be looking for actors or volunteers or, you know, the cinematographers or what have you. Mm-hmm. Can they sure. contact you through any of those sites? Or Absolutely. What, what should they do if they want to learn more? FloweringThornProductions at gmail.com. All right, very good. Sebastian and Rosario Konarski, and again, Flowering Thorn Productions. I'm excited for this uh, movie Thank you. in France. That, that's, that's a fascinating I've never heard of that, too, uh, but I did start listening to the audiobook, and it's really, it's really great. Thank uh, thanks so much for, uh, for being here. Hope you come back Thank and give us an update us. every you know, Absolutely. Yeah, we'd love we'd to because we have other projects that we'd love to share about. Yeah, and you like Texas. We, we love, love it. Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we love it. I'm, I'm actually writing a miniseries right now as well. So I'm writing two things at the same time. I'm kind of all alternating days and i love to keep myself busy on that yeah. and uh and uh, i'm writing about a boston cop who comes to texas oh okay and breaks up a crime ring so oh. I'm, I'm using it that's going to be a juxtaposition you like the writing too. process it's i, fun, I fun, love the writing it? process yeah you know i, I used it. to live in hollywood oh uh, really for, for about very briefly and i used to live in michigan so we, oh, wow. uh, we yeah we have a, a lot in common there mm. so well god bless you i know this Thank is you. uh it, it's you know a, a labor of love and probably yes. takes a lot of, a lot of time and long nights mm-hmm. and yes. you know the, does, the yes. creative process and all that and but uh, i'm glad that god brought you all together and uh that you're doing great work flowering thorn production uh, you can go to floweringthornproductions at gmail.com. Is at that gmail.com, right? Twitter at floweringthorn, Gab at floweringthornproductions. Yeah. All right. Sebastian and Rosario Konarski uh, have been my guests uh, here on the Good News Show. Uh, and I don't know, Sis, if you have any questions, because this is up up your alley, or just did I cover everything, or is anything else you want to know? You scratched the surface, I think. There's, I'm yeah. sure it's lots more. It's very fascinating, though. I'm excited to uh, be updated with what's going on. But yeah, I'm very, very happy that, like, you know, getting to do Catholic productions, but also just really good productions that yes. are of stories that people enjoy. Because I think, you know, art is a beautiful way that mm-hmm. we can uh, talk about virtues and things like that. Not always in your face. That's why a lot of the, sometimes yes. the Christian films don't do do well to uh, secular audiences, um, but it's a good way to draw people into the beauty of our faith, um, and so I'm yes. very excited about Thank that. Thank you. Yeah, we want to change the culture with truth, beauty, and goodness, one story at a time. Amen. That's a great way to close out the show. This has been the Good News Show. Thanks for listening. Happy Easter to everybody, and uh, remember, Easter is a long season, okay? Even though the Easter eggs are off the shelves at the grocery store, and they've moved on to their next thing, okay? Easter lasts a long time, so enjoy the season. God bless you, and we'll see you next Monday. 
Saturday for the next Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show. Hi, this is Dave Palmer with a reminder to download the Guadalupe Radio Network app on your smartphone. It's very simple to do, and once you have the app on your phone, you can listen to a crystal clear signal of this station, KTH 910 AM, 24 hours a day, anywhere you are. If you have any questions about our app or need help setting it up on your phone, contact me through email, davepalmer at grnonline.com. Loretta House in Denton is a pregnancy resource center that serves women dealing with unplanned pregnancies. They provide free pregnancy testing and free ultrasounds. Clients receive material goods like diapers, baby items, clothing, parenting classes, and more. Loretta House is an official apostolate of the Diocese of Fort Worth. All services are provided free of charge and remain completely confidential. Many babies are saved and many hearts changed. For more information, visit LorettaHouse.org or call 940-380-8191. KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth.